Hello and welcome to the Biswell. This is Melissa Botello and thank you for tuning in today. Today is Juneteenth. This is the day that marks a major milestone for black liberation in the United States. A day when enslaved Texans finally learned they were free. And this day is what came nearly two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. My dad was born and raised in Alice, Texas. Alice is a really small town. It's about 300 miles from Galveston, near Corpus Christi, if you're familiar with that area. And this is the place where those slaves were freed on this day so long ago. So today I had a chat with my dad, and he told me about how he was celebrating with his African-American friends nearly 65 years ago today. I'm going to share this story with you because it's heartwarming. It shows how far we've come, but still how far we need to go. So on this day, 65 years ago, my father, his first name is Arturo, but he goes by Sunny, S-U-N-N-Y, like the sun. That is a very good reflection of his personality. He's always happy and friendly and sunny. So anyway, my father was only 15 years old on this day, 65 years ago. He was still in high school. He was one of a, of a family of over 12 kids. And he also picked cotton on the weekends and the evenings and helped his family sustain. He was also super passionate about baseball. Baseball is part of the fabric of his DNA. He loves it, lives it, and breathes it. And on this day, 65 years ago, he was only 15, as I said. And so how the story goes is he tells me that on this day, his friend, whose name is Oscar Tyra, Tyron, also known or AKA as Baby, Baby Tyron, came to his house and said, let's go. We have this very special game we're going to play. My dad had no idea about Juneteenth and it probably wasn't even called Juneteenth back in that day. But again, my dad didn't even recognize the significance of that day. So his friend says, let's go. We're going to go play this really important baseball game. So as I said, my dad loves baseball. It's like, you know, everything to him. And so he gets excited. He jumps in the car with baby and they head out to the field. Now I should note, again, my dad's from Texas, born and raised. He is Mexican. Baby, on the other hand, also born in Texas, is black. But they're friends. They're ball players, and racial or race never comes into play. Baby was born in April of 1930, and he at this point is 10 years older than my dad. So my dad um, is 15, and Baby is about 24, 25. So when they get to the field, the two teams are ready to get started and play. My dad happens to be the only not non-black man there at the time. Baby was the pitcher and my dad was the catcher and they were a dynamic duo, the two of them together. So once they assembled on the field and there was ready to go, there was some commotion and Baby starts talking with some other player or captain from the other team. And what it boiled down to uh, was they didn't want my dad to play. He wasn't black. They didn't want him on the team. And as my dad would say it, uh, the man said to baby, quote, he can't play. He's not a Negro. But you get the gist of it. They were like having nothing of it. This guy's not playing. He's not one of us. This is a celebratory day and a game. But needless to say, Baby debated this for a while. And when that didn't work, my dad tells me that Baby was also a boxer. So he ended up punching the other guy out. And I guess from there, the boxer got his way and my dad was able to play. So... Uh, in those days, there were no bleachers or stands. So my dad told me that everybody parked their car along the third baseline and they were um, sitting on their trunks or they had their trunks open and sitting up against their car and cheering it on. And I guess this was a fantastic game. The game was neck and neck throughout all the nine innings. And at the very end, my dad, Sonny and Baby won the game 28 to 24. So there was a lot of happiness and celebration along with being this 
Juneteenth day. So after the game, um, baby says to my dad, let's go. We're going over to celebrate at the Casablanca restaurant. Well, my dad explained the Casablanca restaurant was about three blocks from his house and he always knew about it, but it was uh, predominantly or just a black restaurant. And in the evening it turned into a nightclub. So hard to believe that, you know, in my dad's lifetime, he was, um, part of seeing that, you know, there was only places for whites and blacks. And, you know, my dad being Mexican, who knows where he fit into any of this uh, back in those days. And he did tell me some stories about some of the sheriffs in his town were very much uh, not white sheriffs, not in favor of the Mexicans and would um, treat them badly. But that's for another story another day. This is about uh, a good story about Juneteenth. So again, my dad says they go into this bar. My dad's only 15, but everybody's partying, having a good time. He said he always knew about this bar because little Richard had once visited Alice, Texas and played at the Casablanca. So he was very well aware of this place. And here he is having a good time, like I guess any 15-year-old would in um, a bar with 20-something-year-olds and partying with his buddies. And he tells me how all the a sudden, I guess maybe because they were loud and such a celebration, some police came in. And I think he said there were two or three police and they were all white police. And my dad describes that um, there was a woman standing next to him. And as she saw these three police walk into the bar restaurant, she shoved him into a phone booth. He said, do you remember phone booths? And I'm like, of course I remember phone booths. So maybe if you talk to my son, who's in his 20s, he does it, but I remember phone booths. So anyway, this black woman shoves my dad into the phone booth. And I said, well, why did she do that? Because of your age or because you were not um, black? And he said, I guess both, but she kept me in the phone booth and she leaned up against it. So they couldn't see me as, so the police couldn't see him as they walked by. And then I guess after after they left, she let him out of the phone booth. But it was such a, a great story. And, you know, my dad spoke of this day in a celebration with pride and happiness in his voice. I could hear it. And he just said, quote, they were all friends of mine. He And, and my dad didn't see any different. He knew there was differences, but he didn't see it. And um, just to hear his description of this day and how he said, I, I remember this day every single year. That day was so significant to him and clearly to all of those people of color as well. And, you know, my dad spoke of such endearment towards baby. I was so curious. I wanted to Google him to see, um, you know, my dad suspected he was no longer with us. But so I did Google him. Um, I found out, yeah, his name is Oscar Lee Tyrone. And he passed away on Tuesday, March 20th of 2012 in Alice, Texas nursing home. And he was 81, which makes sense, right? So um, my dad was born in 1939. And baby, aka baby, although I didn't see that in his obit, was, uh, like I said, passed on March of 2012. And he was born in April of 1930. So after uh, my dad told me this story, we talked again a bit about just, you know, what's happening in our country now and how he remembers this day. And, um, you know, I, in my opinion, we've come a long way, but we still have so far to go. And there's so many injustices still going on with people of color. So I thought this was a heartwarming story that really shows and and depicts even all those years ago that uh, regardless of color, we can all come together and celebrate and appreciate each other for our talents and strengths. And it was clear between Sonny Botello and baby Tyrone, as they referred to him. So as this day uh, comes together, I'm sure with protests and marches and opportunities, I hope there's also opportunities for healing and hope. And, you know, in Texas in 1980, this day was recognized as an official holiday. And since then, 45 
other states, including Washington, D.C., in D.C. Have, have recognized this day as a holiday. So thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to the story. Please share with a friend. And until next time, thanks for tuning in to the BizWall Podcast.